recording in progress. <laughs> Fancy. Fancy. Usually I only record the podcast after it's over. Well, that way you get the best results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Moultrie Mul- <laughs> does all of his lines and posts. And then I don't and then I don't publish it. I publish our <laughs> usual crap. That was just, it's a platonic example of how good this show could be, mm-hmm, but we don't mm-hmm. want that to get it's out. It's theoretical. I mean, know. you know, you don't want to bring it into the real world because then you're no. crossing the streams or something. powers beyond your comprehension. Mm-hmm. Moltz, let me be like some Rebound Prime members and ask just you a question, not everybody. Oh. Okay. Do you get the uh, annoyance when the developer beta has updated, but the public beta hasn't? Because <laughs> Dan's on a, like a newer version of the beta than we are at this point. Oh, moment. is that right? I, I know I wasn't. Well, first of all, I wasn't aware of that. I mean, I guess I, I mean, I knew that that could happen. I knew that, that but I didn't know that that had happened recently. Uh, I don't know. Although no, actually, it doesn't bother, checked, that doesn't bother they, me. I mean, Dan's taking Dan's taking bigger risks. That's right. For I just you, checked though. for an update and, and now it's. Oh, yeah, there is one. Let me. Yeah, there's, I think there's one. Yeah, I think you right actually now. I think You're I alive. updated. No, I think I updated earlier this this morning. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's just you likes. It's just me. I'm behind. <laughs> What's it like being in the future? Well, guys. There was a reissue of one of the of the developer beta too, wasn't there? I thought I saw that this morning. One of the the developer beta got like a updated along with the public beta. It's like the same beta. It's still beta four or whatever. There's just a new build. It had a glossy cover. I think it had and, a uh, like a yeah. Uh, it's it's um, film foil. Like a, a yeah, foil color. Foil, yeah, cover. foil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boy, I have these a are lot comic, of comic book jokes, Lex. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. I should also mention to you both, more for you than for our listeners, but uh, my internet connection has been yo-yoing for two days, and they're not coming to look at it until tomorrow. So if I suddenly disconnect, I will, mm. I will tether back in. But I may right have, I may have found out the problem with my internet connection. Oh, oh I thought you were saying my Mac Mac which is going to be super impressive. <laughs> I no, no, I, that I don't know anything about. Uh, same. I'm not. Po- I'm, I'm still not positive. So it's probably it's probably not it. <laughs> but, but I What's was the uh, so that my the my Plex server for some reason every once in a while would just like drop the internet connection. If it stays on the Wi-Fi, um, they can connect to other machines in the house, but it loses its internet connection. Meanwhile, all the other computers in the house are fine and happily on the internet. Been driving me crazy since. And so this started in like November. And at first, I thought it was Ventura. But uh, I mean, but then I, you know, upgraded my machine to Ventura and it's fine. Um, so I could never, I still haven't figured out what the problem is. But I, so I thought, well, I, I through the kindness of one of our listeners, uh, I got another Mac Mini. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to migrate to this one because it's a bit faster. So I uh, set it up and it seemed to be accessing the internet just fine. And then I went and installed Plex on it and started the Plex server and the internet connection dropped. <laughs> it's like, uh, that would make sense. I mean, Plex is the only thing that's running on this machine that's not running on all the other machines. And uh, so I stopped the Plex server. And since I stopped the Plex server, it has not had a problem so, yet. I mean, it, I've, tr- I've tried this. I mean, it, the problem with an intermittent problem is you cannot diagnose it very easily. So it could come back, you know, an hour from now. So we'll see. But um, I have actually been uh, trying out Jellyfin, which is another media server thing and uh, you know i heard somebody talking about i think there's one called infuse too well infuse is a client 
Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Someone and, mentioned it to me because I or I found it. I stumbled across it because when I was running to Plex with Plex's downloads suck, and I don't know why. <laughs> like I, a number of times, where I've tried to that's download what download should do. Going, should. <laughs> yeah, it's not low. Bandwidth. Yeah, right, right. That's an upload. <laughs> I I I was trying to download stuff before I went on trips, and I would try to hit the download button in Plex, and I just like I find it. It was one of those cases where like the thing spins a bunch, and the progress bar seems to have no relation to reality. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I know. What I know. I, 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 now like, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Plex Plex is like everybody's like, oh, Plex is really bad at this. I switched to Infuse just because of this, and I was like, okay, I guess I should look into that because I was getting super annoyed with things that were not like. There were not big downloads. I was downloading some like music or audio files, and I was trying to figure out why does this take forever for something that is, you know, f- five, yeah. 10 megabytes, maybe yeah. 30 megabytes. Every like, other, right, right. And it's doing it locally. Like, I mean, I've noticed when I'm just downloading one that's on, you know, on my server here just to go out. Yeah. It, it seems like it takes a ridiculously long time. Whereas I mean, if I download something on Netflix or, Right, Amazon yeah. or any other I, thing, it's way faster over the internet. I mean, they have CDN, Obviously. so I think they're better there. But yes. like, even even for small files, I mean, I guess I should be asking Apple uh, for iCloud Drive and like, how come it takes forever to download a 300 kilobyte file sometimes, <laughs> and it just spins forever? So nobody's really nailed that. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. My 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 you Mac Mini problems to. are not quite Dan's Mac Mini problems, but uh, my current Mac, Mac Mini, Mini problems I've had a few. Just pointing out. <laughs> I um I I have been intrigued by how different devices fail. <laughs> like a lot of times they seem to not know that they've lost their internet connection for a little bit, which is reasonable if they're not actively doing things, but like the way that like for example Zoom will believe that it's uh still connected for an extra moment or two before it finally realizes and some of my Echo devices with screens it takes my asking them, hey, are you online? For them to report, no, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but Peloton actually does it more wisely than some of the others where suddenly, you know, your class freezes, but it keeps ticking the clock uh, because mm-hmm. if you're in a 30-minute class, you know, and the internet stalls for three minutes. You don't necessarily want to do a 33-minute class if you keep going. That's like some, that's some Sisyphean shit, right? Yeah. Where it's like yeah, right, 30-minute sure, class, yeah. the class lasts riding, forever. Riding that so when up, it does pick hell, up again. It's also a Kate Bush song. It will rewind mm. back, like it'll it'll rewind the clock back to where the class is, but it'll end the clock end the class like seven minutes early if that's how long you've been offline or whatever. Which so it's I think it's the best available option, <laughs> but man, uh, I hate. Inter- I'd rather have it just be off than on and off because off you know what to do with on and off you keep hoping, <laughs> and yeah. you keep being disappointed, mm-hmm. much like listeners of this show. He <laughs> <laughs> brought it back around. You can't control nice. for that. Very good. I had another uh, voyage of discovery. Um, that had a, a comic result. Um, Do tell. That, well, well, I, last week I had to send Dan a sarcastic um, image to, or get him to upload his audio. <laughs> and so I, as I have been doing, you know, for years when I want to make sarcastic images, I fired up Pixelmator, which is what I've been using for a long, long time. Um, however, Pixelmator is basically being deprecated, and they're moving to Pixelmator Pro. I just I can't quite get into Pixelmator Pro as easily. I, mean, I think it's just been using Pixelmator you for a long time. You watched the first episode and then you stopped. Yeah, really. the rest of them. <laughs> Something like that. It's it's just not. I don't know. It doesn't click quite as well for me as as Pixelmator did, which was you know basically kind of like old Photoshop, and so it seemed like something that I've been using for years. Anyway, um, it when I f- I'm running the beta and when I fired it up it just crashed and i tried again and it crashed so i was like what's going on like this doesn't seem right 
Um, and so I went to log into a test account that I have on my Mac. And when I did that, I happened to be in a Zoom, in a, in a Slack channel. And I went to log into this other account. And what will happen, I didn't figure this out until afterwards, but I noticed that a couple of times when I've been going over to this test account, I, it, it would start to go in, you know, it would let me type in part of the, password and then it would bail back to the account the account that i was already in i couldn't really figure mm. out why it was doing that and then later i noticed that my watch was double tapping <laughs> and it's because even though i was in the login for the test account it was saying there's an apple watch that can unlock this this computer i'm gonna do that mm. instead and so it, then it dumps you you know lets your watch unlock the, the account that you're already in and dumps you back to where you were <laughs> I, I, if you keep trying, it works. Um, so I, I, anyway, in that particular instance, I got dumped back in and I typed the last two characters of my, of the test account password into the Slack and hit return, <laughs> which would, you know, not be very, you know, noticeable at all, except the last two, um, characters of that account of that password used to be <laughs> 69. So, so I'm nice. in Slack and I in the general channel and I just type 69 and it returned right in the middle of a conversation about something else. Fortunately, somebody well, said, now, I now think that must not. be like, and I didn't notice for a while because I went right back and like went to log in to see if I could get Pixelmator to work. And so I come back later and like, so, you know, somebody said question mark and then someone said that's part of a password. I was like, actually, yeah, that was part of a password. It's not anymore, but it was. I like that you changed it when people don't even know what it was a login for or yeah, the password. Yeah. That's, that's and it's just you know it's, a, it's an account that's not admin. It's you know there's nothing in it. It's just for testing stuff. And so <laughs> didn't you know the the password was not very original and and it just happened to have that at the at the trailing <laughs> say, at the trailing end of it. The same thing. That's how I mean, it works. John's John <laughs> sending that that uh, meme to me also sent me down a path, but a very different path. Wow, <laughs> one that did not end up with so many uh, voyages of discovery. I, I know. So, I mean, so this, this was, um, I am very bad because of, I think, the fact that I, uh, two facts. One, I used to edit this show for a long time. Two, I often post the bootleg. And so right after we finish recording, I'm usually like putting together the bootleg and uploading it. And because I used to edit the show, I don't think about uploading my files anywhere because I used to collect all the files. <laughs> so now I'm very bad at uploading the files for John to edit the show. <laughs> Um, so John sends me humorous memes to remind me to upload my files, <laughs> usually very late, like a week after I'm supposed to do it. No, a day after. I'm <laughs> a day, a couple, yeah, a day or two. It feels like a week. Next day, it's the uh, next yes, day. Yes, you'll actually, notice yeah. my audio is always from last week's show, but this guy's audio is from the current <laughs> I week really show. have to squeeze it in to make it work, too. <laughs> um, so I started trying to figure out if I could use uh, Audio Hijack's automation to automatically upload the file as soon as I stop recording. And the answer is, we don't know because I'm away from home and Audio Hijack doesn't run on the beta, so I'm using QuickTime Player this week. But maybe oh. next week we'll find out whether or not that actually works and I can stop t tormenting John and he can stop, you know, <laughs> nagging me. I do like making discovery. memes, though, so it's, you know, it's, not, I know, complete, it's, pretty, I mean, it's not a complete loss. I'm flattered that you have a bespoke meme for me. <laughs> I kind of want to create a password with emoji. That's all I've been thinking about. <laughs> Could mm. I put emoji into my password? Well, sure. Why not? Right. I mean, it's Unicode, it. right? Yeah. 
What's the worst that happens? It seems like a pain in your password. That's the problem. <laughs> Actually, I guess the worst that happens is some sort of security flaw that takes down the entire system you put that password in for because nobody <laughs> right. anticipated an emoji. Put in drop <laughs> but table. But like, that's a worst, worst case scenario. <laughs> bracket, drop table, bracket. <laughs> damn it we didn't scan for emoji and now our system is compromised i would like to see a hacker movie from like you know 90s era hacker he's movie into the main just frame. Emoji typing yeah he's into the main frame. <laughs> yeah tongue sticking out with eye winking emoji <laughs> they sent an eggplant what does it mean uh guys it means you're fucked <laughs> apropos that'd be a great episode title i'm not writing it down uh this episode of the rebound is brought to you by zocdoc have you ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you ask everyone you know for their recommendation? I mean, it makes sense. You want a doctor who actually gets you, listens to you, and makes you feel super comfortable. Finally, after weeks of searching, you find the one. They meet all your requirements and then some. So you call their office and they have an appointment available. And only then do you find out the perfect doctor doesn't take your insurance. Don't worry. Head over to ZocDoc to find and book the doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. If you keep listening, you're going to hear about the new doctor I booked through it. We're talking about booking appointments <laughs> with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. They all have verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. And the average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even get same-day appointments. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately with just a few taps, so no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. Uh, I'm supposed to explain why I'm one of the millions of ZocDoc users. I love booking appointments without having to talk to humans. I hate my insurance company's website, so there's two things I love about ZocDoc right there. Most recently, I used ZocDoc to book a podiatrist appointment, and that one took 48 hours, although I booked it on the weekend, so it took 24 business hours. <laughs> and... Uh, that foot doctor is curing the thing that was ailing my foot, so I'm a fan. So if you ever are going to book doctors, I highly recommend using ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash rebound and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find a book, a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash rebound. ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of this show. And if you're letting me feel that weird insanity that happens when over and over again you say ZocDoc.com slash rebound. <laughs> There's no doctor for that. <laughs> oh, I bet there is. <laughs> You just need to search on Zocdoc. It's fine. They really do cure the weird thing on my foot. Well, they're in the process of. <laughs> That's in the bonus episode. We'll have photos. Oh, oh wow. Oh, please, God, no. Can I opt out? <laughs> you may not. Okay. That's oh, for the free no. listeners. Rebound Prime listeners don't have to see it. <laughs> That's right. We that, that makes more sense, I think. Um, how, are you, how are you folks feeling about an Apple Watch Ultra in dark titanium? <laughs> I saw an Apple Watch in the wild. Uh, it looks cool. I think. Yeah. I saw. God, no, I can't Dude, It's a good looking watch. It's big, but like. Oh, it was in a shoe store. Good. I was getting shoes. I got new shoes. Nice. Did someone have it on on like their ankle? That's weird. No. No. Okay. No, I was. Well, let me ask you this: When you see Apple Watch Ultras in the wild, are they, are you typically seeing like rugged outdoors type person or? Rich person, <laughs> because that's why I'm judgmental. It's, it's rich yeah. person. First of all, it's, the yeah. Venn diagram on those two. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I mean, rugged outdoors people. I feel like there are a lot of wealthy rugged outdoors people who are doing this kind of thing and want to buy an Apple Watch. But I do think you're right. There's a subset that is the just I want an expensive watch. I mean, it, it's a good looking watch. Frankly, also, it's expensive, but I will say not as expensive. A, as it could have been, and B, as expensive as some other devices or things that those people might buy. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, like, your iPhone is way more expensive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than your Apple Watch, obviously, even an Ultra. And, and like, going to get more expensive, apparently. Yeah, right. 
Apparently, the I don't pros, know. The I, pros I'm not going to buy an Ultra anytime soon, but because I'm still on my Evan, I guess. But uh, I don't know if that sort of design trickles down or whatever to the the main watch. I won't be mad about it. Yeah, um, it, it was a it was a running shoe place, so probably and and you know he didn't look unwealthy. <laughs> I'll say that, <laughs> but he was probably a runner and you know probably had some money, so a little bit of both course running and money mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean you do you see a lot of apple watches around now yes which is yeah oh yeah i think that's the f- it's either the first or second one that i've seen i feel like maybe i saw one previously but um i can't pin i can't remember exactly i have been impressed been. with the number i mean it is I'm kind of fascinated by the Apple Watch because it's not your typical like Halo device and it's like people bought an iPhone and then they're like, oh, I might as well buy an Apple Watch. I feel like I get a lot of people who buy Apple Watches coming from Android and then need to buy an iPhone, but they're intrigued. They want the Apple Watch, which I think is kind of fascinating. Or at least maybe it's a package deal and be like, well, if I get an iPhone, I can get an Apple Watch too. But I see a lot of people with Apple Watches that I didn't don't think about as like, you know, Apple customers yeah. necessarily. So I, I think it. I think there's something about it. I had complained on a different podcast recently about my own, about how hard it is to find a dumb watch. <laughs> like, if you want a cheap, non-jewelry style, dumb digital watch, it, good fucking luck. <laughs> like, you can find them on Amazon. But it, I went to a drugstore, to a CVS, to the, the $5 and under store, and nowhere could I find just a cheap, dumb digital watch to put on my son's like wrist. Did they have other? Yeah. Did they have, like, Fitbits and stuff? I remember, they, they would have what? Fitbits, and they would have okay. Apple Watch bands. But they would not have. Yeah. They, they did, and and you know, at Target there was like the jewelry section where you could buy like a nice watch. None of which was what I wanted. I wanted a dumb Casio or off-brand <laughs> digital watch and couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. With or without, with or without a calculator. <laughs> that I was neutral on the calculator question. Although, boy, that does remind me of the coolest watch I had from the Hammerker Schlemmer catalog when I was growing up, which <laughs> could record up to thirty seconds of audio when you press the orange button, what? and then you could play that audio back again. It was fantastic. That's I amazing. love those ancient devices because you think about that and it's like, that is cool. It strikes me as largely not useful. <laughs> it's like you can't get that audio anywhere. You can't send it anywhere. And also it's only 30 seconds. But like at the time, that was like the height of, yeah. like, I, I think there were television watches for a little while, right? Wasn't that a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like that to me was like the amazing. If When I was a kid, the the amazing technology was the many places you could get television in a car. Like <laughs> in your bathroom, I yeah, don't know. We, like, you point, TV anywhere. we had like, one of those little TVs with an antenna, you know, like a little tiny one, and and you could plug it. I think we had something where you could plug it into the uh, the lighter in the car. And yeah. I, but but my parents would never let me do that. <laughs> like you're not watching TV in the car. Sorry, no. Man, that'd be fun though. I, I know my dad definitely had a handheld TV at one point. Um, that I believe was used twice, both times at sporting events where we had crappy seasons mm-hmm. <laughs> or crappy seats <laughs> and went to uh, watch the game on the TV while also at the game. Good stuff. I've seen, yeah, I've seen people do that before. It always just strikes me as weird. I it's mean, definitely weird. Like you're at a, you're at a sporting event to watch the sporting event and you're watching it on a tiny little TV, but I get it. Yeah, that is strange. I mean, sometimes if you're really far away too, right? Like it can be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, like in a baseball game, too, too though, you, I mean, you can't tell balls and strikes from the, from the scenes. Well, I <laughs> even can. Though, I even though you yell at, Even though you yell at the, I mean, you know, you can tell some, sure, but, you know, it doesn't stop me from yelling at the umpire. But 
it's it's the principle of the thing. Yeah, right. I I also it, when you go to sports games, it seems like when you go to big arena style concerts, which I don't do, where you're mostly watching the giant screens there, so you can see. It starts to get to me really odd to understand why are you there <laughs> if you're basically just yeah. watching the TV at a stadium with other people. I don't like other people. <laughs> what what am I doing? <laughs> Do you think it's like a, I mean, is it like a status thing? I mean, I do remember going to uh, maybe even a hockey game or oh. something with my friend and his dad. And his dad was like a lawyer. So they had like really fancy, you know, luxury boxes, right? And you could, you know, watch the game outside the luxury box or you could sit in the luxury box and watch it on TV, uh, which is also <laughs> fascinating given that usually it would be maybe blacked out. I don't know. I It seems yeah. weird. Yeah. Normally yeah. that'd be blackout yeah, right. rules, wouldn't it? Because uh, you're watching in your own area. No, I guess you're there. Um, but, uh, uh, I think, you know, the, he used it for, like, entertaining clients and schmoozing and all that stuff, right? right? So it's like people weren't necessarily there to watch the game. They were there to, you know, make a deal, and then the game was just, like, background mm-hmm. noise. Yeah, Man, I we went to a Sonics game a million years ago when Karen worked at the newspaper because the newspaper had a... had I don't think they, they didn't own the box, but they, like, shared it, I think, with some other... I can't remember exactly how, but the newspaper had tickets for like a box, you know, like a catered big freaking place, you know, with like there was food in there. There was free beer. There was, you know, like a whole bunch of seats out front. And like now that paper is barely in business. Yeah. The IDG had a box uh, that I assume similar situation they didn't, you know, own, but they, they had tickets Mm. to at the uh, giant at the um, AT&T park. Cause I definitely went to a game or two there. But I think it was usually like the sales guys would have tickets and then sometimes it would make, you know, yeah. on a rare right. occasion, it would make its way to the editorial staff. Yeah. Yeah. There, we don't have any sales people, sales events right now. So we're going to give it to the slobs. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Lex, as our chief of sales, I assume you have a great box that you will take Lex or uh, John and I too. I'll definitely take Lex at some point. I don't That's going to be, see, I, I predict Son this will be, this will be a question from, from our listeners. Uh, down down the road like what would be the, the where would we have the box mm. oh fair question that's a good question yeah i think well, we're gonna we're gonna to be it's fair, gonna be hard to come to be... up with a, something that we all want. no it's gonna be fair it's got to be geographically equidistant from all three of us so <laughs> nebraska uh Can- kansas city <laughs> is probably <laughs> the royals i'm thinking that i mean like honestly well nebraska doesn't really have unless we're going like minor league i mean we go to a See, minor, minor league, league would be fun even have a box because then we wouldn't then we oh does like stadium, so does anybody so. we care about have a minor league team in the midwest no i mean i don't think we even have to care about it because lex doesn't like baseball so it doesn't really matter <laughs> I, I don't dislike baseball i just don't care well i did find there is a um i'd use this uh, a few weeks ago when jason and i were talking about it is where's the halfway point uh, between there's a site called Meatways, and you can it tells you exactly where the halfway point between two locations is. But it doesn't look like they do three. It's funny so that you mentioned that. Because no, I'm familiar with that site and a couple others like it. And just yesterday, you know, as as you guys both know, I'm in rehearsals right now for a, a musical that I'm doing later this month. And somebody there, when some people who are struggling with learning their lines, was talking about, oh, there's a great iPhone app you should get that helps you learn your lines. Like you record all the dialogue and you tell it which ones are your lines and then it can test you and whatever. And I, um, that makes total sense if you're a person who has to memorize lines and I didn't know it existed. And I was thinking that like, maybe it's time for Apple to bring back the, there's an app for that campaign because I think there are so many things now. 
there's so many things that people don't know exist like that halfway between thing. Mm. I was just thinking mm-hmm. about that this week. And so that's when you mentioned it, it was one of the examples in my mind of, man, a lot of people don't know apps like that even do exist. And that's a, a website as opposed to an app. But still, we can basically do everything. And I don't know if we all know that we can do everything. <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should get the word out. <laughs> that's that's a good good idea. I I, mean, I was trying to still trying to find one, and I haven't found a good uh, a good solution that does more than. Well, I guess one. the question is, how do you? I mean, are you just tr- is it just a triangle or? Well, well I mean, like, and then and then you have to find the triangle. Yeah, but then is it is it going to be more weighted because you're both on the east coast? So is it going to pull? It? Is it going to be end up being in a, like Ohio? Because okay, I'm not going back to Ohio. By, uh, I can do it by zip code. <laughs> I spent three years in Ohio. What, what, <laughs> I think I believe you mean three years in hell, John. <laughs> <laughs> On an island in Ohio. Uh, I'm trying to do this, but now it needs to do uh, people's zip codes, and I don't know what your zip codes are. <laughs> so if you want to give me your zip codes, I'll totally do this. 98407. Now everybody knows where John 07726. Okay. See if this will find. Yeah, okay. We're going... Ooh, actually... I think this is actually the best place. So it has like Disney? a, a not, it's not, it's not strictly geographical maybe, but it's close. It's, it was according to this just North of Madison, Wisconsin, which honestly, mm. Madison, Wisconsin is a nice town. Uh, Milwaukee, not that far away, which would also be an option. So we could get, Oh, that's a, what uh, I was trying to remember where we had good, uh, we had some good uh, barbecue and I think it was Milwaukee. All right. If there's good barbecue that. and you guys, I'm in, let's do it. Yeah. I think we have to have a rebound okay. event there. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll all go take in a Monday It'll be the rebound conference. Some, It'll be just sort. the three of us. We're not inviting anybody. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sorry, surprise sorry listeners. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. You, I mean, I don't know. It's fairly far north. You know what I'm not surprised about, though? How great Indochino <laughs> is. This is also brought to you by our old dear friends at Indochino. So let's say you have a wedding or other formal event coming up. We've all been there. And you know how the costs of attending adds up. you got flights, hotels, gifts. With a custom-fitted suit from Indochino, you can look good and create memories without it costing a fortune. Plus, you can have everything exactly the way you want it by customizing every detail of your suit, shirt, dinner jacket, and more in a range of colors from a traditional black or gray to burgundy or olive to a classic Hemsworth navy. Uh, I own two Indochino suits. Uh... Moltz has some Indochino slacks. Dan's has an Indochino suit. Two of us wore our Indochino suits to Dan's wedding. Um, only one of us was getting married at the time. But uh, the thing is, when you put on an, an Indochino suit that's made to measure your exact body and measurements, you're going to get compliments. People are going to say, hey, nice suit. Hey, is that made to measure? And you can be like, yeah, it's Indochino, pal. Uh, I've done the uh, online shopping experience. Dan went to the showroom and got measured. But either way, you get a suit made to your exact measurements, and you get to customize every detail. So you get to create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly with options for fabrics, lapel shape, custom autograms, statement linings, and more. They also have tuxedos starting at just $579. Why rent when you could buy a custom tux that you get to rewear for years to come? Indochino also offers completely custom fitted shirts, casual wear, and more so you can get a superior wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without the luxury price tag. They're always adding new pieces and options so you can stay on trend and in style. Explore their relaxed yet refined approach to spring suits with their new spring fabrics. Man, as a person who's always hot, I like that. RSVP knowing you've got the perfect look all wedding season long from Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use promo code REBOUND to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for sponsoring this very podcast. 
Oh, he's hot. Get over yourself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Some fun typos in that one that made me laugh at the end. You can guess what they were, dear listener. <laughs> uh, we have questions. Think, if you're stalling uh, for do you think? Is, are, are you guys? You guys are using flip phones now, right? <laughs> oh yeah, foldable. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Not flip phones, but foldable, foldable phones, right? Because it's all foldable phones, right? You're, you're, I think you're using sar- sarcasm. <laughs> I am. I am using patented sarcasm. Uh, I used it on Dan last week. <laughs> please, I don't know. Please. There's like, there's some jackass of the week the guy who said that Apple better make us foldable smartphones soon or it's going to be big trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no, not. Have you mind? seen? I, this is, there's something that I have not seen in the in the wild as a foldable as a, fl- a foldable smartphone. Not really. No, no, I haven't seen one in the wild, and it's as some folks have been saying, like it's not the thing that I crave right now. I don't need it to take longer to get to my phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not seen it. Well, I mean, I, I haven't paid like super close attention, but from what I've seen of the. Th- things that they put on the outside that are not what mostly what i'm interested in i guess like you can get a widget reiterate. like here's your here's your weather but i've already got that on yeah, my where watch. else could you get that i mean it's yeah. like having a watch yeah right i mean i will reiterate any phone is a foldable phone if you believe in yourself <laughs> i the only thing i miss from having a, a flip phone is the ability to end a call by hanging it up with a satisfying click and that's sure it. yeah and there's probably an app for that too <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried slamming your phone down really hard on a table <laughs> what do you yeah, what that's a, there's a there's a way to end the phone call is just destroy your phone every single time and all phone calls mm-hmm. man yeah i just it feels like it's a and, and until they can get much thinner like i don't need a sandwiched is it is a foldable phone a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> yes Okay. If you put something in between the two parts of your folding, like a sheet of paper, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm or not going to put cream? a sheet of paper in there. If I'm going to eat it. I mean, yeah, it's well, going to be it's going to be some ham cream. or maybe some turkey, some mayo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're not high on the market for foldable phones. We much yeah, prefer unfoldable know. headsets, I guess. Uh, we do have a couple questions I want to get to from Rebound Prime members. Uh, if you're interested in being a Rebound Prime member, you get access to our Discord, bootlegs of every episode, a bonus episode every single week, and the ability to submit questions like these, uh, prime.reboundcast.com to learn more. Mahir asks, which moments and clips would you pick for the Rebound's sizzle reel? <laughs> I'd pick when they both instantly knew that they wouldn't want me to haunt them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd pick that too. Uh, maybe the original uh, Prime Day. Um, oh, that oh, soft layer. The jingle would probably be in there. Soft oh, layer. Hey, hey, oh, soft thanks. layer. Fond soft memories. Uh, I think perhaps the episode where uh, which one? Which episode was it? Like three hundred, where Guy and James start the show, mm-hmm. and we learn that they've been doing a show the entire time without us. <laughs> maybe the first custom or bust them. Mm. Mm, that's a good one. Why are they all so many of them ad reads? It's because that's where I tried. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the money is. Uh, I think that's really that's for a the good collection. That's a good collection. Those are those are uh, those are our top hits. I'd say I would. I'd be happy if other people want to submit mm-hmm. answers too. And yes. if you want to edit your uh, own super edit of a sizzle reel, we'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah, or if um, you just want to edit this podcast, <laughs> Brian Moon says, "I'd love to see if AirPods would fit me comfortably or not." 
What are my options? Do they have ones I can try at the Apple Store? Should I see if someone can 3D print them for me? The thought of trying someone's in-use ones makes me a bit squeamish. Also, (laughs) should I just go all the way to the pros? The idea of ANC appeals to me, but I'm not sure it's worth the extra cost over the third-gen regular pods. Uh, What does ANC stand for? Oh, uh, advanced noise 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 active, active. So, as uh, as I believe somebody else told you, with an Affleck. In, I said advanced. Uh, (laughs) Um, but uh, uh, as at least somebody told you in the Discord, Apple has in Apple stores AirPods for try on that they desanitize or clean or (laughs) desanitize that they sanitize or clean or something (laughs) in between usage. You desanitize them by putting them in your ears. Um. I absolutely would go pro for two reasons. One, because the regular ones don't fit or stay in my ears. And two, because they're that much better. <laughs> okay. All right. But but I, I think you do have to try them. I don't think because yeah, everybody's ears are different. And I, I, I those kinds of headphones have never worked for me. And the, uh, the standard AirPods have been fantastic since day one. So I'm not, I've not, I've been like, one. other than taking a shirt on and off over my head, they just do not fall out. Okay, I have a question about how often you do that. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> 10 or 15 times a That's day. Bad I, podcasting. I, uh, uh, no, I would agree. I, I'm Team Lex on that one, I will say. I, I find the uh, AirPods Pro better fit for me, and I love the active noise cancellation, but, you know, they are more expensive. So, you know, it's a, that's a trade-off. I don't know. I don't get as squeamish about the trying on others there are other things that I would be more squeamish about, I yeah. guess, is my feeling. I've seen what my AirPods <laughs> like, look like. Like when the I take way I cleaned my wipes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I even recently I was using AirPods Pro while exercising, and I could never have done that with AirPods. Like, they would just flatten my ears. But the Pro stayed. Uh, Direct of the Edmund Fitzgerald says, In which year do you think Apple will drop the requirements to upgrade watchOS that seem to have been implemented to accommodate the Series 3? If you remember, the Series 3 didn't have as much, I guess, onboard storage, so it had to be plugged in you had to have at least 50 percent battery and other things which are still the requirements now do you think that requirement will ever go away i think no <laughs> yeah i don't think so yeah, either, not particularly because um, there's too uh, much chance that that the power would run out and say something plus they want stuck. you to buy an iphone <laughs> <laughs> and they don't want your watch to die while it's upgrading yeah they don't want your watch to die and get bricked yeah so it's easy for them to just say <laughs> Well, they yeah, want to do it, to die it this eventually, way so you'll buy it so you'll buy a new one but well yeah but on their schedule not on your schedule <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly I was going to check and see what the hell it is of storage. There it is. Okay. Because I have absolutely no idea how much storage I have on my my Apple Watch or how much I've used. And I have 32 gigabytes. I guess that's what the 5 has. And I've used like less than half of it. So it seems like it could certainly handle a an OS update. Our next question... I will tell you as soon as I find the window, uh, is from Yitz, who asks, do any of you use Beeper.app or the Beeper app? I liked the sound of the idea when I heard it mentioned on a podcast, but now that I got an invite, I'm having second thoughts about having a third-party app handle so much of my messaging. If you're not familiar, you can go to Beeper.com or Beeper.app, uh, and it's one of those apps that, it's, it's sort of like Adium, <laughs> right? It combines all your different chat apps yeah. into one thing. I don't like the idea of yeah. getting anything access to my iMessage. That yeah, seems definitely not real. Yeah. I mean, so and all I have not things, tried it and I will never try it <laughs> because I am super curious about how does this handle? I mean, how what's the effect here with encryption? Right. Cause right. you're basically, again, you're giving access to all of your messages to one app. Like I'm sure they have an answer for that, but I don't 
feel good about it, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, well, Damn, read the fact so, for more details. Here's their answers. Yeah, I'm yeah. in their fact. Uh, yeah. All messages sent to other Beeper or Matrix users are default encrypted with end-to-end. Uh, so if you're using their chat platform <laughs> protocol, it's encrypted. Um, when you're using Beeper to connect to encrypted chat networks like iMessage Signal and WhatsApp, Beeper's web service acts as a relay. For example, if you send a message from Beeper to a friend on WhatsApp, the message is encrypted on your Beeper client, sent to the Beeper web service, which decrypts and re-encrypts the message with WhatsApp proprietary's encryption yeah, okay. protocol. So, yeah, they're decrypting it, so they by nature have an access to the plain yeah. text of all of it. So even if they're like, we promise we won't do anything bad with it, the risks there are high. <laughs> They believe that well, at least so, like they're, no. They're so it little... decrypts and re-encrypts with the, with WhatsApp's proprietary encryption protocol. So it, it they yeah, are not. It they are not. It... It... No, because it it's That's it's just it's just exactly there's, well, what they're it. saying is that they're just relaying the encrypted message, and then uh, and then WhatsApp that is... can't that can't work. That doesn't work. You can't relay right. So beeper beeper on their there's web no service can see what your message says. Like that by default, yes, they to have be to be able to. There's no way for that to work otherwise because of the end-to-end encryption. And so I like that their little call out here on that fact as the little caution signs. It says using using native chat chat apps independently may be more secure than connecting to oh. other encrypted <laughs> chat networks with Beeper. It is more secure. Yeah, yeah. There's no maybe about it. They also believe that new European legislation in 2024 will force iMessage and WhatsApp to expose an interoperable end-to-end encrypted API. Okay. Our servers yeah, are they, so, yeah, possibly so no. dreaming. <laughs> yeah, the Digital Markets Act, in theory, makes that is mandating that, but the the implementation of it is going to be a big question mark. So we'll actually have to see how that shakes out. But it is, I mean, it is something that in one possible world could happen, but I think is pretty unlikely it's actually going to end up the way people want so, it. A weird thing that I really, I, I bet you guys will both know what I mean, but I can't quite explain is how messages on the iPhone feels like i mean it's it's a default app but it feels like built in it feels like core in a way that using any other platform doesn't do you know what i mean so like if i'm using whatsapp for somebody it feels like feels like i've, I've gone to a foreign country on my phone do you know what i mean where where i message mm-hmm. just be, well, WhatsApp because of how it's so built. different right but it, it feels like the yeah. default is is intrinsic to the phone so i would always rather message people in the messages app like if somebody's writing to me in facebook messenger i'm like can we not can we just use the real thing instead yeah yeah, well, the the weirdness about it, and I've heard this from people who live in other places. I mean, like, I mean, WhatsApp is default in so many places yeah. around the world that iMessage doesn't even play. Like, I, you know, heard Mike Hurley talking about this recently. Like, the UK, nobody uses iMessage. Everybody uses WhatsApp. And I found that the case when I've traveled overseas. Mm-hmm. Like, hotels, for example, would be like, yeah, just contact our front desk via WhatsApp. And it's like, okay. Uh, and I've done it, and I've installed it, and there, it has its its utility in places, but... I agree. I would almost always prefer to use iMessage if possible. But it's weird. Like I have relationships with some people where I like text people with me iMessage, and they have other people who have iMessage but still always want to talk over like Slack DM or something. Right. Yeah. So no, none of us use Beeper app. We're no, probably not none of us use Beeper, and I wouldn't wouldn't I'd advise against it personally. But yeah, unless you wanted one place That's to store right. all of your non-secure messages. <laughs> Then feel free. That's right. You, That's if you want to give one <laughs> company access to all your messages for Mary a Mastodon for that. <laughs> Sarva mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. links to the New York Times article about how Taylor Swift fans were so enthusiastic at her Seattle <laughs> concert that they caused a, a measurable earthquake. Uh, but Sarva wants to know how much of the Seattle earthquake was Moltz responsible for? Moltz, were you at the Taylor Swift concert? Are you a Swift? I was not at the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I really wanted you to be a secret Swifty. But did but, you um, stop your? Did you I'm stop sure. Your I'm sure in, it was a great show. Sympathy. I'm sure. I, you know, I have. I have enjoyed uh, some of her 
music at home. <laughs> That's probably the only place I'm ever going to. I used to trick or treat at Have her you house. Caused any earthquakes at your home? Or? You used to trick or treat at her house. Uh, Taylor Swift, like me, is from Why I'm Missing Pennsylvania, and yes, oh. I did used to trick or treat at her house. Wow. Um, She's a little younger than you, though. Yes. Yeah. That's that was the only reason we so, didn't fall badly in love. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's weird, no matter what. Uh, anyway, yeah, pretty much awkward. You're right. Let's move on. Josh says, "Are any of you sad like Syracuse? <laughs> Let me try that again. Are any <laughs> of you that sad like Syracuse about the castrated Mac Pro? The phrase sad like Syracuse' is great. I, I think maybe we need a song. The, the rest of it is the rest of it is not about the castrated Mac Pro. I'm not sad. Yeah. I don't like I don't like that term. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> It makes me wonder about previous Mac Pros and mm-hmm. what features I did not notice. <laughs> like truck nuts on them. <laughs> I mean, those were the wheels, right? Like, the four hundred dollar wheels you put on them. They were graphics cards. I, I think they called them. Like, I didn't know wheels. graphics cards were like that. But do you want to talk about dongles or? Mm. Nope. So uh, it uh, wasn't a machine I was going to buy. So no, I don't care that much. I'm certainly not as mad, uh, upset about it as Syracuse. I don't think it's I'm not no just that even possible except as, as Syracuse not. is yeah right that the I mean let's keep in mind John Syracuse is a man who has built a brand on being upset <laughs> about this <laughs> also like to me it doesn't imply Max are getting less powerful it implies that time is marching on and so <laughs> I'm sad about that as a person just like everything else is more powerful right yeah like it's like the rising tide like all the other devices are so capable it is hard to make a machine that is so much more powerful nor is there much of a use for it let's all agree there's the people who buy mac pros are a tiny fraction of a tiny fraction right we already know that the vast majority of people who buy macs buy laptops and there are articles anecdotal in nature admittedly but talking about like people just buy macbook pros instead right because you can get a ton of power and you can take it with you wherever you go so the people who need the Mac Pro, yeah, it's a flagship. It's a it's a like a stake in the ground saying like look how awesome we can make our computers, but all the computers are pretty awesome right now. So there's no point in spending all this money and time engineering something that like five people use. I understand the old school um computer nerd belief that you should be able to do whatever you want to your machine and and hack it and extend it and all those things. But like there's very little other technology things that you buy that you can do that right like people aren't like oh i'm gonna soup up my i'm gonna hack my xbox or i'm gonna rejigger my blender like you buy the thing and then that's the thing like i don't know people I, do I, hack their xboxes probably right. actually I, probably that one I don't know, but definitely too. the wii and like all the other i mean you know but it, it, you could do it typically they hack the software and void their warranties they don't hack the hardware yes. right that's what i'm saying it's like you don't you don't like hey i want to juice the processor in my wii u is not really a thing mm-hmm. um so i don't know Tough shit, Syracuse. That's what I like to say. <laughs> and finally, Mr. E-Man, I'm going to add one word to his question. Uh, I'm going to add the word currently. Mr. E-Man says, of all the Macs currently made by Apple, which one would you like to own? <laughs> Always the newest and most powerful one. I the guess. Mac Pro. No. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, pr- I, I, mean, like, pr- I think I'd go for a Mac Studio or uh, an M2 Air. I, the M2 Air yeah, is also, I, think like, an, I, think I have an M2 M1 Air. Air. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have an M1 Air, which I like a lot, but I like I covet that M2 Air. And I, I do just too. don't have a good rationale to update. Yeah. But that seems that seems like such you know like I'm gonna buy one of those or I'm gonna buy an M probably a M3. Um, but it's M3, gonna be the yeah. same form factor and it's gonna have a faster processor. So so saying that I covet the M2 seems like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I'm going to get one eventually. It just, I like the idea. So I, should, I feel like I should upgrade. I like the idea of the 12-core CPU, 38-core GPU, 32-gig uh, RAM, 1-terabyte SSD hard drive, 16-inch MacBook Pro. I like the idea of that computer. I wouldn't buy that computer. Do you guys know how much that computer costs? <laughs> $3,500. Okay, I thought it was actually more than that. But like, I'm not, I'm not going to buy that computer, but I like it. Yeah. The most, what's the most, you, like, or, or maybe what's the, like, median that you spend on computers, you think? For, like, for, I'm just asking for, yeah. for years, for a long time, for me, there was a point where almost every Mac I bought, like, year after year, especially desktops, was like 2500 bucks. Yeah, was like I was going to say 2500 that. $2,500. Because mm-hmm. I, I still, I keep, like, I've scan some of the receipts over the years and i still have them you know of course and, and like of i go back and look at them i'm constantly surprised like like wow i spent that much on a regular every few years although you know i upgraded them more like i kept them longer i think for the most part um because you know i could upgrade them because i had a mac like, i, I want to say that both... was the mac pro yeah the that what it was called i think then? my power mac power mac my power, power mac, mac. <laughs> yeah i think my power mac g3 in 1999 cost $2,500 and my 2017 5k iMac cost $2,500 and I don't know there's something delightfully consistent about that but again think about those two computers both in terms of the power curve and the inflation yeah. curve and like that is I I don't even someone's probably done I don't math, spend that I, I mean I, I, think I will probably I mean I probably go like 1700 for an iMac or a Mac mini with the monitor um, I don't think I would go. I don't think I will ever go up to twenty five hundred. You say pay for the monitor in addition, or is the monitor included? Uh, pay for the monitor. Well, no, included in that price. Okay, so you're not buying a a studio display because it's already more. Than <laughs> no, that. I'm not buying but a studio display. My, I mean, although my, you know, I, I mentioned to you guys on, on message like I I saw one in in Costco and I was like, oh my god, this is really nice. I'm using They're a really thirteen nice. inch like MacBook Air with M2, and. That with with tax it was twenty two thirty eight, and I was annoyed then and now at how much it costs. <laughs> I would like it to be under two thousand dollars. That that's a lot more. You must have gotten a decent yeah. amount of machine for that amount, though. I oh yeah, it's, it's I mean I it's got a terabyte and it's got um, yeah so an eight core CPU. What you're complaining? Yeah, yeah. twenty four gigs. Stop of RAM. whining. It does my Stop laundry. Whining. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Stop whining. Can, if we didn't whine, what would we do on this podcast? <laughs> If it's good enough for Syracuse, then we can do it. (laughs) 